I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Oh man, welcome to It Was All a Stream. We are recapping season five, episode five of Real Housewives of Miami Destination Divorce. <laughs> hey, Zach, how are you today? I'm doing well. Destination Divorce is right. We have crash landed at Divorce Island. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have to say, the episode was pretty slow up until... Uh, the Key West trip and Lisa just let it all come out like a vomit, like word vomit. It was sad, but also like amazing to watch at the same time. I I, I hate to admit I'm enjoying uh, her pain <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not like, you know, I feel like Alexia's pain was always hard to watch because I feel like Alexia was a lot more likable. Whereas it's like, Lisa, you're like, yeah. She's a little bit of a brat. <laughs> and especially like, just, like the way she delivers that she's just like very dramatic. Like I, I'm into it. Like it's like, give me more. And I know we're going to get more. <laughs> um, but before we get into the episode and what went down, we are going to bring you some news of the week. Um, and we're going to, you know, keep it with Lisa. She is bringing the drama this season and she is also bringing the news. Um Last week, her and her bestie, Larsa, were at Watch What Happens Live. And afterwards, they were out spotted at Catch New York, where Larsa and her quote-unquote friend, Marcus Jordan, were there, as well as Lisa and a tech entrepreneur named Jody Glidden. Um, and sources says there were a lot of canoodling done at the table. What do you think about it? I mean, good for her. I mean, he's not like the hottest dude, um, but like neither was Lenny. Like her bar was already set pretty low. So she's like, eh, you know, as long as he has money, I think she's happy. And I think he's cute enough to pass the time. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's the looks. I think it's the money. Um, He was like, he was cute. Like, I'm sure the money definitely adds like a couple 
points to him. But um, yeah, I'm happy to see Listen, her like out it. on the town <laughs> and uh, yeah, dating With Larson, and her non boyfriend. Gosh, I want to know. I want cameras on that relationship. Like, I hope he's around for season six because I would like to see that dynamic. I am so fascinated. Do you think she would bring it. him on the show? I mean, I would riot if she didn't. Yes. <laughs> like, as like a basketball fan, like like a sports fan and housewives, when it mixes together, it like it brings me pure joy. So this is like so fascinating to me on so many levels. How soon is too soon to bring a significant other on a reality show? I mean, if you're a reality star and this is your life, I, I don't think it's soon enough. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, but like, what, they've been dating just like a couple of months. So by the time season six might start filming, could be close to a year, almost a year. So I just want to have like, I just want one conversation with Larsa and Marcus talking about Larsa going to meet the parents who she already knows because her ex-husband played basketball and won championships with his parents. And what that conversation was like. Was it like, Larsa, I remember your old face and body. How you doing, girl? How's Scotty? And da 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 Like, I just want... I just want that conversation. That's all I... And then we don't have to see Marcus again. I just want to know how they deal with the fact that she was married to his father's teammate that was like it was like Batman and Robin like Jordan and Pippin like that was the dynamic duo of the day so like I just need to know I just need to know the dynamic I just need to know it I mean I'm sure he's appreciating this Larsa rather than Scotty's Larsa because when Scotty was with Larsa <laughs> she was very plain Jane she had the chunky light you know Giselle <laughs> uh, highlights, highlights in her hair it was just not, she wasn't giving. And now she's like full on OnlyFans model at 50 and like props to her. And Marcus is getting it. I think, you know, Larsa's a beautiful woman, but I do actually prefer the Scotty Larsa era. I just, I, she was a really pretty, like naturally pretty, like Persian. I feel like there's woman. a good happy medium. Yeah. I feel like there's yeah. a place we can meet it. Like, okay, have a little curves, you know bring a little glam short. The lips are too big. The butt's too big. The bubby's out. Like, it's just, it's, there's too much going on. Um, I get it. It works for OnlyFans. I'm not a fan. I am I, not subscribed to that vibe. I'm, I unsubscribe with you. Um, but listen, but- <laughs> it bought her that, that house, that, that little apartment, or not little, that big ass two-story apartment she got. I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, it's, she's me doing on something right. Um, and... Going back to Lisa, we have more uh, like some legal drama. Uh, a couple months ago, Lenny's girlfriend, uh, Katharina, filed a restraining order against Lisa because there was like she was accusing her of setting up these social media accounts to like bully her, like a la Angie Harrington's husband on Salt Lake City. And um, the case last week got dismissed by a judge and Lisa said of it, you know, it just seems like this person is a sore loser because Katharina is not happy about the case being dismissed. And she says the judge dismissed this and this is, and this judge is very credible. And it was like a three day trial. Like she, (laughs) sorry, all the likes she (laughs) listened to all the facts and she dismissed it and thought it was ridiculous. So that's all I want to say about that. So 
I don't know. Like, I, I was reading something or heard Lisa say, like, she feels like she's divorcing two people. Or maybe that's on next week's episode. I don't know. Because it's like, this Katharina woman seems very involved in this process. And I don't know if that's because Lisa is so angry about this other woman that came into her life. And so she's making it about her too. Or if Katharina is just really inserting herself. I mean, one, I think it's a little hard for Lisa to call her the sore loser considering Lisa <laughs> lost Lenny, but I don't think she <laughs> lost anything. If anything, I think Lisa's going to come out winning. So I'm definitely team Lisa. But like this, we're going to call her the side piece because that's what she is. She's girlfriend number two right now and she's not going to be around for much longer. She's, you know, soon to be ex-wife number two. And I feel like she needs to just like, no, you don't file a restraining order against the ex-wife. Like, you broke up the family. You yeah. came in. You did damage. Like, check yourself at the door and, like, don't even try to play that card. Like, I feel like if you're the only woman, you kind of have to <laughs> at least I mean, well, humble let's be yourself she's, a She's probably bit. not the only other one. Uh, yeah, exactly. But if you're the one that he is front, forward, like, showing and presenting, like, yeah, I would just think I would, She's I mean, I would never be one. that, but I would be a little bit more humble in it. Like, I would be a little bit more empathetic yeah, just to someone else's like, feelings. Yes, discreet. I'm a homewrecker. Let me just put my head down, you know, and <laughs> give it to daddy how he likes it and not make waves. Uh, yeah, that, that's how I would, it, that, those exact words would go through my, my head. Thanks, Zach. You really read my mind. <laughs> um, now, you also have some news from Mr. Lenny that uh, I must have missed last week. Can you kind of give me the tea? Lenny wants his side of the story out there, Chelsea. He oh, wants God. everybody to know that he has a side and that it should be listened to as well. Mm. Because he's saying that the show is trying to make him look bad to make Lisa look innocent. And he's like, she is no innocent mother of my children. Oh. <laughs> so he said that it was the, it was her, um, he said that he tried to tell her dozens of times that he wanted to leave her and she either didn't care or didn't take him seriously. And I think we kind of touched on it last week where we hear her talking about how, um, you know, the Hochsteins go don't get divorced and how we kind yeah. of thought like maybe she was planting seeds because she knew it was coming. Yeah. So he said that he, um, the fact, he, this is what he said. He told page six, the fact is that I already made the decision to leave Lisa. It was my hope that we could wait until the end of filming, but he just couldn't take it anymore after her good vibes party. So after the good vibes party, he went out and didn't get home until 7.30 a.m. the next oh, no. morning. No, no, no. You are a father of two And then children. stayed in bed all day. <laughs> no, and he no, said no. when he woke up the next day and he was ready to face the world, that's when he said, I lost it. And I told her I couldn't take it anymore. Not even one more day. Oh, God. I hate he him even she more. That makes it worse. <laughs> that does make it worse. To know that the next morning he was out until... He didn't get home until 7.30 a.m., Oh, I would literally burn him on fire. That, like, is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Like, I can't, I can't even imagine. No, no, that he's an awful, awful human being. I think that the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I don't think she was necessarily like fully blindsided by this, but I do think that they seem like the type of couple that fight and throw out divorce all the time. Like, I'm going to get a divorce. We're divorcing, blah, blah, blah. And then like, it kind of like settles down. So I kind of feel like, yeah, they probably have talked about divorce because they just seem volatile in that way. 
but like for him to actually go through with it is what blindsided her because she's like, oh no, so now it's real? Like this is the time that it's real type of a thing. I think the blind, I think you're right. I think they have that type of relationship. And I'm pretty sure he's threatened divorce in the past because he also says, like, she's talked to divorce attorneys uh, over the past two years. So, like, she could have, she should have known this was coming. Um, and she was building a plan to get out. But I don't, I think he's threatened the divorce before and maybe she has as well. I don't think she ever thought it would be real. And I don't think she thought it would be real with a girlfriend at the same time that the decision was made. I yeah. think that's what really blindsided her. It's not so much that we're getting a divorce, but we're getting a divorce and I have a girlfriend and you need to move out of the house. That, I think, would rattle anybody's world. I mean, completely. I, I Lenny is just a monster. For him to think that he has a side of the story to tell or that we would care about is hysterical. Um, I can't stand this man. We didn't see him at all this episode, which, thank God, but we did hear him and I almost threw my phone at the TV when he said he had to Especially play now knowing that he was children. just out and had blindsided her with all of this. Like, knowing this additional context is like... <sighs> Horrible. Lenny, best advice, stop talking. Like, your social media stuff, don't go to page six. No one wants to hear from you. It'll probably make you look a little bit better if you just shut your mouth. So, um, but let's get into this recap. Let's get into this episode, Destination Divorce. I, um, like I said, not a lot happened, but I just enjoy looking at the screen and looking at the women and looking at their clothes and their money. Um, and I really actually enjoyed, we don't have to like go too deep into this, but Lars's date with her like friend or whatever. Um, and I could be wrong, but this had to have been like the least awkward housewife date that I think I've ever seen um, in the franchise. Like, she's kind of like cute and flirty and like cool. Like, I don't know. I really liked watching her date. I was like, wow, this seems natural. And like, I want to go on a date with Larsa. She does seem like a fun date. She does have just like a fun kind of personality um, that is kind of flirty. And like, I think it it shows us a different side of her rather than like the stuck up nose in my ear haughty Larsa yeah. that I think is nice and I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was watching it and I was just thinking like back to like dates that Sutton's gone on or that like Nini went on a date with that like that one rich guy when her and Greg, we're on a break. Like, I just, and I was like, those dates were so cringe. So to see like a date that's like actually cute and something I would want to do, like make sushi and stuff, I was like, wow, this is, this is cute. But like Sutton's a little socially awkward. Yeah. So I feel like any date with Sutton <laughs> is going to be awkward. Um, so I kind of feel like Larsa is just, she's very much a cool girl. And I think she was definitely, I mean, now we know how she got Marcus. Yeah, now we know how she got Marcus Jordan. Um, moving on to another couple. And before we even like kind of dive into this, we we kind of touched on it last week, but like how much is your care meter at with Julia right now? Like on a scale of one to Negative ten. How five. Much? Okay. Yes. Negative I, <laughs> I cannot be bothered. Like we can be done with her. We can get rid of her. Like she is just like and people have the nerve to call Teddy boring. This is really boring. <laughs> Um, the audacity. I, I would throw her and Teddy in the same bucket. I don't think Teddy's necessarily mm -mm. boring as much as I find Teddy to be Teddy brings obnoxious. a lot. I just yes, find her Teddy to be, like, be annoying. Like, that, like, one friend that is only really in the friend group because only one other person likes them. So then 
everyone has to like get into it. Like that's what Teddy is to me, which I could be wrong. She might be like a lovely person, but I just find her to be like annoying. Like, ugh, do we have to bring her like that? You know? <laughs> but, I definitely think Julia is like a few tiers below that. Yeah. I yeah. think Julia really is just like now I know why Martina doesn't even want to be around her. Yes. So we see Julia and her daughter, who's so cute, by the way. Um, she comes home from Paris to visit her mom. And Julia immediately is like smothering her. And like, I was uncomfortable and annoyed with it. Like, mom, just back the fuck off. I'm going to be here for a couple of days. You could hug me later. Like, leave me alone. Um, and, and yeah, it was just like... It was nice. Like, you could obviously tell that Julia was really excited to have, like, her child home and, like, to spend time and and to do the mom things and stuff like that, cook for her and sit out and talk to her and whatnot. But it was, it, it like, it was boring. And it was boring up until Martina came up on the screen. And I find their tension to be also interesting and fascinating. And I enjoy watching them... Uh, especially Martina. I like how cold she is. And like, <laughs> like I don't know, like it's, it's a good yin and yang between the two of them. Um, but uh, Julia's daughter shares that she got a, it wasn't a scooter, like a, a moped license or like a motorbike or whatever um, license in, in Paris. And that, you know, she's really excited. And Julia immediately is not happy about this and like lectures her about how she was, you know, the dangers of it when she was younger, all this stuff. And Martina just asked, well, are you wearing a helmet? <laughs> she says, no. She's like, well, just wear a helmet and that sounds fine. And Julia immediately gets upset and like clearly irritated that Martina wasn't on her side in this argument. But it's also just like, you gotta let the girl do what she's gotta do. She literally lives in Paris. Like she lives on, in another country. Like you, you can't at that point, you're lucky she's even telling you that she got this license. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she very well could have just not said anything. Yeah. Yeah, so... I think think Martina, you know, I think she is parenting appropriately because it's like daughter's old enough and she's also at the age where she doesn't want to hang out with her parents. She doesn't want to be like, let me be smothered right now. Like, give her a few more years when she's like 23, 24 and she's like eating ramen and then she wants mom to do her... She wants to come home and have mom do her laundry and send her some, you know... Some some gifts on the way home. So I I feel like Martina just or not Martina Julia just needs to to cool it a little bit because she's a bit obnoxious. Oh my gosh, a yes. lot obnoxious. She does need to realize that. Like we always come back to mom. <laughs> like me and my mom are best friends now. Like you'll get that again, Julia. You'll get that again. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I think. The only interesting thing about her is her wife, which is like sad to say that. But I I do look forward... Like, if I'm going to see Julia on screen, I want to see her with Martina because something in, like at least compelling is going to happen between the two of them. When it's just her, her and her daughter, her and Adriana, I'm just like, can we, I, I fast forward. Give Adriana the mojito and take Julia off the screen. Yeah, I'm more curious about what's going on in in Adriana's home life and this boyfriend that she has that seemingly has a wife or something. Like, tell me more about that. 
And can we talk about uh, uh, her glam this season? Like, she's her confessionals have really been stepping it up. <laughs> I was like, okay, Adriana, let's bring it. Her hair looks good. Because last season, she looked like a hot-ass mess. Her hair was just always a mess. Her outfits were ill-fitting. And now she's just like, va-va-voom, I'm putting some money into my confessionals. Yeah, I mean, it's like that second season. I mean, granted, it's the fifth season, but they've had that long gap. That second season glow-up where you, like, forget how you look and like what how you translate on television so you like really go hard season two you know um but i'm here for it i'm here for it and then we have nicole's boat day which was actually like (sighs) nicole's life like just insert me and dustin in her life and i would be so content the house the mansion the husband flying us on a private plane like just give me all of the things like i love nicole's like aesthetic Yes. And Anthony Lopez, I'm such a fan. Like, I was not a fan of him prior. And this episode, I was like, okay, I want an Anthony Lopez. Come see about me. (laughs) Yes. I was like, this is fabulous. Um, So Nicole has a really cute girls boat day, which like seemed like a lot of fun. And this was kind of like the first sign where we saw things with um, Lisa, like, had like an inkling that something was going on with her. So Nicole sets up this boat day and it's Gertie, Alexia, Adriana, and Julia who were there. And Lisa was supposed to be there, but she was late. And initially everyone was like, well, Lisa's always late. So I guess that's no surprise. But she wasn't returning anyone's calls and or text messages. So like at this point, they were like, screw it. We'll just get on the boat. Which like, I don't know if this is just being like too much like inside baseball, but I was like, did the producers tell them that Lisa's not coming? Because, like, why didn't they... You know, like, I was like, what if Lisa shows up and then the boat's not there? Like, what happens? <laughs> yeah, I remember there being... Oh, God, I don't remember where it was, but I remember Erica Jane talking about... I think it was when they were in Tokyo. I remember when she had mm, that, like, real that tight latex, latex outfit. Yeah. yeah, and she said that that took forever and she was running late and production was on top of it because they needed to make sure that they shot the scenes while the sun was still out. It was like a whole thing. And so they were really on her about being on time. And so it reminded me of this. And with Lisa, and I'm like, they had, like... I don't know. It just... It was, it was odd that, you know, they were waiting for her and I don't I don't know I found the whole thing just kind of strange and the way Lisa came in like a wrecking ball was very yeah, chaotic very chaotic. very on brand for her yes um but on the boat we have um they're you know just having like a good old time but one of the conversations that come up is around Lisa and Lenny and the parties that they have at their house and I guess even at this um the party from last week's episode there were a lot of young women there that we didn't see because the focus were on the housewives. Um, but they were just, you know, having a good old girls chat about having all these young women at these parties and why Lisa kind of allows for it. And in some ways, like, they're right because we learned that Katharina was a woman at these parties <laughs> that would show up. Um Zach, is that a red flag for you? And also, are you like the jealous type? Well, I feel like with Lenny, he also has tried to to make it seem... Or I feel like the alternative... Because I, I don't know if we heard it last week or maybe it was something that I saw on social media about them both liking these parties. And Lisa was such a party girl and Lisa liked to engage in all this. But I think it was Marisol this week who made a really good point of saying that 
it was a lot of young, hot women. There weren't a lot of hot guys there. There were guys that were in relationships, but, and that I think is is very indicative of the fact that I think Lenny was the one that was spearheading these parties and wanted these parties with all these hot women. I think even as gorgeous as Lisa is, I would feel super insecure knowing that my husband constantly wanted to be around other young, hot women. Because like, you know, especially as you get older, as you become a mom, you start to settle into, you know, a different type of of lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it just... I would, I would one think that there would have to be a lot of pressure to maintain looking great for him. Even All though the time. he clearly wasn't trying to look good for her. And I just... I'm not particularly the jealous type, but I feel like it would definitely hit at Lisa's self-esteem for sure. Yeah, you know, I think like Lisa saying she liked these parties was Lisa saying I like these parties because Lenny likes these parties. Like, I don't think any woman like wants to be around young, hot women all the time with their husband. I am the jealous type and those parties would not be happening. <laughs> so Dustin would not be allowed Dustin to have not a be bunch of to, young hot women. Not allowed to go. Not allowed to have him. Not allowed. No lingerie party. Not allowed. No lingerie party. Even if I am there on his arm, we are not doing that. Like, I I, I don't like it. I don't stand for it. I don't respect it. I would rip someone's eyes out. I would rip his eyes out. Lenny had to have cheated on her. Lenny had to have cheated on her. Of course. Probably at some of these parties. Like... I'm pretty sure they've had to have... They had to have had a conversation about having some sort of, like, open marriage where he's allowed to play, but, like don't ask, don't tell sort of policy? Like, do you think know. that they... Maybe. Like, if she she's willing to go like along the with type, these parties... Yeah, she just doesn't seem like the type, though, that would want to share her her man. I don't think she would want to share him, but I would think for the sake of keeping the relationship solid, that lifestyle, she just knew that's who he is, and I just have to respect that as long as I know he's coming home to me at the end of the day. You know, the standard narrative yeah. you tell yourself when you're in an open relationship or when you allow your man to, to slip out. Yeah. Yeah, that's not happening in, in this here household over in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just found that to be interesting that the women were all talking about that and obviously we hear more about why. Um, and then, you know, a little side story that I think is probably going to gain a little bit of traction throughout the season is this like Alexia and Gertie friendship. Um, and... Gertie feeling like her friendship with like Alexia only comes to her and like speaks with her when she needs something as far as like party planning goes. Um, and you know, she shares that with Alexia and Alexia says like, no, I actually really do like you. Um, I know in like the season trailer, we got it's seemingly a big fight between Gertie and Alexia. So we'll definitely see more of this, but I don't know. I kind of like that. They're front. I like their friendship. I like Gertie. I think I like Gertie too. I, I really do. I wasn't a big fan of her last season. I found her a little annoying, but yeah, this season I really am. Yeah, she was too put on. She's last grown year. on me a lot. Yeah, but I feel like when it comes to her friendship with Alexia, we're leaving out the context of the fact that these women aren't naturally friends. They didn't, you know, build a friendship together. They got cast on a show together and had to work together because Gertie was planning Alexia's wedding. And I think had this been, you know, just real life and not Real Housewives of Miami. Gertie and Alexia would have just parted ways and never really come back together. But now in season two or season five, they are having to kind of forge this friendship a little bit more and they're having to build this relationship. Um, And I think that's why, to me, it just feels like, you know, I don't really care about their friendship, like working or not working because I'm not that invested in their friendship. But 
I mean, I look forward to maybe seeing it build a little better. I'm looking forward to the blowout for sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see how this friendship goes too. Um, but let's move on to the main event. Why we are all here was this trip to Key West. Um, Lisa plans this trip to Key West, and my goodness, um, it looked really nice. And they arranged it so that Nicole's fiance, Anthony, can fly them himself uh, over, what did they say? It was a 20-minute flight (laughs) to Key West. Um, It was... Who was on the plane? We had Gertie, Nicole, Alexia, and Adriana taking the plane, as well as Lisa. And then Larsa, Kiki, and Marisol drove together. I guess Larsa doesn't like small planes. Um... Understandable. It's a that plane looks little. I was not a fan. It was small. It was not. It was not the Aspen. Um, it was not a Diana Jenkins private plane. It was a small. It was a starter plane. You know, we all have to start somewhere. <laughs> um, and then uh, Julia drove by herself because I don't know something's wrong with her dog, so she had to bring her dog. And um, yeah, so, <laughs> I shouldn't bring her go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we are like everyone's out on their way and we are just sitting on this tarmac waiting for Lisa again. We do not hear from her. She has not replied to anyone's text messages. Everyone's kind of getting a little bit worried, um, but also finding it to be extremely rude and disrespectful. Um, but then, yes. Yeah, Anthony Lopez was not happy about that. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. 
eventually Lisa does pull up in her car and she um, is extremely apologetic, but also is extremely closed off. She doesn't give any detail as to what was really going on with her, why she was late. Um, she's just more like vague of like, oh my gosh, I have so much like family stuff going on type of a thing. Um, but it's very evident to everyone on the plane that something deeper is is going on, but they just like decide not to press. What did you what did you think of the Lisa entry onto the plane? I mean, very dramatic, but I guess she knew like I have to go and I have to like I'm plan I planned the trip. I'm not responding to everybody anybody. So I don't know. I thought it was a it was very chaotic and at least I don't know, text them and let them know you're on your way or you're running late or you can't make Yeah, it feels like but one I mean, of those things where it was like given the context of her just finding out that her husband is officially divorcing her and has yeah. another girlfriend. And what did he tell her? You're gonna have a front row seat to me dating this other woman. Like so gross. But I would roll up on the plane, I'd be like this bitch. This is the woman. This is her Instagram. Like, if I'm going to roll in with chaos, then we're going to bring the chaos. And I'd be like, this man did this to me. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. she did. I would not she be was covering for him. Definitely trying to hide it. Um, and it was another thing where I was like, the producers probably had to try really hard to get her on that plane. Like, I feel like that was a lot of it. Like, they knew what was going on and they were like, we need this. You need to come. <laughs> like, so, um, the ladies all get to the resort and it, it was it was nice. It was really pretty. It seemed really low-key and, and cute for like a cute little girl's getaway. Um, it seemed like most of the women were sharing rooms except for maybe Lisa. <laughs> she made sure that she had her own room, I think. Um, and then the women all gather and sit around the pool to eat. And this is when they decide to move over to set these like cute little cabanas. And the women kind of start to pry in with what's going on with Lisa. Before Lisa comes out, she's talking on the phone with Lenny. And she, you know, I guess they have another nanny situation, which is hilarious because Marisol pointed out, like, they have so much money. Why can't they ever get good help? Um, but they have an issue with the nanny. Um, and Lisa's trying to find a nanny to step in while she's away. And, you know, Lenny's at work. And she's talking to Lenny. And this, like, just annoyed me because it was like, if you want to go play tennis so bad, then you find a fucking nanny. Like, you do it. Like, uh, then, like, no, no. But Lisa's like, look, like, I'm having trouble finding someone to come watch the kids. I'm going to need you to come home and be with the kids. And he has this tennis lesson or he's going to play tennis, which I think is code for C. Katharina. And um, he doesn't want to, like, he really, really wants to do tennis. And, like, if, if, you know, if he can't do tennis, it's fine, but he really wants to do it. And Lisa loses it as she very well should have. And just is like, look, these are your kids. Watch your fucking kids. Um, and so she's dealing with that. And so like front, like that's what we see at first. And that's what she articulates to the women is like, she's have, she might have to leave because she can't find someone to take care of the kids. Type of thing. Um, and then she kind of just drops the facade. Um, as the women like keep consoling her, she's really down. She says, you know, I don't know if my marriage is going to survive. I think it's over. And Larsa like pushed back and was just like, no, it's not over until you say it's over. Like you, you could do this. And then she just, you know, spills out when he's uh, asked for a divorce and he, there's another woman and he's dating her. And I have to say, 
everyone's reactions were like Gertie's face priceless Alexia immediately being like we're going to like fuck this bitch up like oh yeah I knew it and then we're getting her like everyone's reactions that's the reactions. last thing you want to hear though when you're going oh. through that it's first, and, and you could tell she didn't think like it just slipped out she's like I knew it I knew it and I was like no that's not what you say in reaction to that that's what you tell all the girls afterwards After- <laughs> when we put Lisa to bed yeah she did let that out um I it was hilarious. Um, but like, I really appreciated how they all kind of like rallied around her and just like how, again, like how it all came out, how Lisa delivered it. Like it couldn't have been written any better. <laughs> no, I mean, you can tell though that that scene was probably at least like a good 45 minutes to an hour because the way, like they were just trying to get her to open up and open up and open up. And you can tell she was giving little nuggets until eventually she kind of just burst. And I mean, I couldn't even imagine holding it together. And again, I wouldn't. I would have come in and been like, this bitch, this man, and this is what he's doing and to his kids. But I think you're right about the tennis lessons. Like no man wants to go to tennis that bad. I didn't think about it at the time. I remember watching it being like, why is he so into tennis? And even if you're at a tennis lesson, you can bring the kids and have them play on the court while you're doing your lesson. Like, it's not that hard to watch the kids do things, you know? (laughs) Yeah, tennis was code for Katharina. Um, yeah, that's why she was mad. And she's like, no, you're going to go play tennis right now? <laughs> Screw the tennis. She's yeah. like, watch it be with your kids. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it was It was a lot. And, you know, I I look forward. They left it on a to-be-continued, um, which, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, we all know what happened. We all know they're divorced. We all know she's seeing, like, he's still with Katharina. Like, we know the end result. But I'm still so intrigued by this journey that they're about to go on. And like hearing all of this, like I remember when the news broke back in May, I think that they were getting divorced and like how excited, like I I can't say excited. That's like the wrong word. But like I knew cameras were there. I was excited. And like I, I I knew that we were going to see this and to actually see it play out and play out in such a really raw and emotional way. Like not in a like we're going to hide this type of a way, but like she's really letting it all hang out. I am like so intrigued and she is so far five episodes in carrying the season. I mean, listen, housewives perform their best when their life is erupting and is just total chaos and madness. That's when they become, that's the best reality because it's real. It's, it's real life. They're really good. They don't, even when they try to hold it together and try to like, you know, maintain their image or whatever like it always just comes creeping out and no matter what it's always good tv i think because we can relate to it we've all been heartbroken we've all been you know with our life seemingly in shambles that it just i mean i feel bad like being like you know rooting for the demise of of her marriage and her life imploding but like that's what we tune into reality TV for. It is what we tune in for. And I mean, she's they're delivering. I also just think Miami in general, like, I know we have the OG cast of uh, Marisol, Alexia, um, Lisa, Adriana. And then we have like the new school and, and Larsa. Um, and then we have like the new school. But I'm appreciating the dynamics and just like the like, non-calculation of it all. You know, like it doesn't feel calculated. doesn't feel like someone's just like out there trying to make a scene happen or throw something just to be dramatic. Like it feels all very genuine and real. And that's what I'm enjoying about this show and this like re-revised franchise. Um, 
And maybe, you know, in a season or two, it will turn into that. But right now in this moment, I'm I'm loving just like how authentic it is and how fun the girls are. Well, I think the difference is it's Peacock and not Bravo. Because look at Ultimate Girls Trip. Ultimate Girls Trip is the same, you know? Like, it's just, it's it's the same women, but it's a different mold, right? The way that it's filmed, the way that it's shot. Also, just what we're deciding to air, you know? Like I said, I feel like that, that scene that we got with Lisa, where, you know, she finally tells them what's going on. I feel like the pace of that just came a lot quicker because the editing of this show is so much different rather than the Housewives shows we see on Bravo. And I feel like, I don't know if they will get to that point where they become a lot more calculated. Um just because I feel like the producers and the editors won't allow us to let those types of storylines or scenes kind of come to the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a totally different production. It's the, it's an old model with a fresh lens on it. And I, I just, I think, you know, it, it's working. It is working. Take the rest of the shows on to Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I really am. So um, we are going to be recapping uh, Real Housewives of Miami through the holiday season, um, assuming they will have their regular programming every Thursday. So we will be here again on Tuesday. Um, if you are wanting more Bravo, check out Morally Corrupt here on the Ring of Reality TV feed with Rachel Lindsay. We have Kelly Curry on there, Jody Walker, who are recapping Real Housewives of Salt Lake as well well as Real Housewives of Potomac right now. And um, I'll probably be back on that show too, recapping Vanderpump Rules when they return. So we have all of your Bravo slash Peacock needs covered. Um, Zach, you're going to be on the, the feed again, I believe. Is it next week with The Circle? Is that what we have coming up? The 28th, we'll be recapping The Circle on Netflix. We're doing the first four episodes next week, and then we will be doing it as they are coming out on Netflix. It is good. I saw the first four episodes, and I'm excited for this season of The Circle. There's a bit of a twist. Everybody is single now. So there's also like a dating element that it, that it's been added to the mix and so it's it's definitely good. So tune in every Wednesday. So excited to watch. Well, Zach, thanks so much for joining me. And I realize I did not introduce myself at the beginning of the show, but everyone, I am Chelsea Stark Jones. And I am here with Zach Peter. Uh, I guess we will chat with you guys soon. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.